and welcome to A Pod of Tea Podcast, your go-to place for teas and chats. I'm your host, Emma, and I'm joined by Jack. Hello. Hello, Jack. How is everyone? Yeah, how are you? Already Good. then. Good. <laughs> we made the same change. Oh my goodness, a good start, a strong start. Today, we're drinking a new tea, mm-hmm. and I have been on a little adventure researching this tea. I literally, I picked this tea up from the cupboard and went, oh, that sounds interesting. In fact, I picked, so this is called apple spice. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at it and went, oh, apple spice, autumnal. We're in the last dregs of autumn now because we're about to hit full on Christmas. I mean, you might be feeling pretty Christmassy right now already, dear listener. No. Jack is not. I'm like, I'm on the brink. Uh, we're about to hit full, like, full-blown full biz- uh, Christmas season. So I thought we'd, we'd hold on to the last bit of autumn with the, with the apple spice. And then I read the ingredients, and the first ingredient... Cinnamon. Cinnamon. No, it's medium roasted yalpon. What's that? That's what I thought. I was like, what's it? Because then it says uh, cinnamon pieces, red bush tea, and dried apple pieces. That's all that's in this. And I was like... So originally I saw the red bush and thought, oh, it's a red bush tea. Mm-hmm. No, yalpon is its own tea. It is a whole... I've, Wow. So much. I've learned so much in a very short amount of time. Yalpon is America's forgotten tea. Oh. And we're going to bring it back. We've remembered it. We're remembering it right now. So... It doesn't have as fun a name as Hojicha. Hojicha. No, it does not. But it is... I, I'm, I fear, again, I might be pronouncing wrong. I, I looked up on YouTube. You know you can get those pronunciation videos. Mm-hmm. And they were all saying Yalpon. But then reading it somewhere, it said to pronounce it Yopon. So now I'm kind of going Yaupon. Just, it just looks like Yaupon. Yeah, well, let's stick with Yaupon. But if you are familiar with this tea, my apologies if we pronounce it wrong. So this is... <laughs> it's got cinnamon in it. I did say, I did say cinnamon pieces, <laughs> yeah. So medium roasted Yaupon. So this is not from the tea plant, the all tea that we... So it's not a just... tea? No, it's a herbal. However, it has caffeine in it. Right. So this is where this is the beginning of the journey of me going. Hold on a minute, something's a bit different here. How did they add caffeine? They didn't add caffeine. Yaupon plant has caffeine in it. Oh. So this is a native plant to America mm-hmm. that naturally has caffeine in. It is basically America's authentic original tea, and it's just been forgotten through the years because of a, a history of. Well, probably is like economic reasons. So, but, but the uh, the Frank Community Farm remembered it. Yes, they do. Yes, and there's a few. I had a little look online. There's a few different companies right now who have started a resurgence in drinking this tea. Right. So I think there are more and more places that you will be able to get this tea from. But it seems quite a new. Obviously, the tea itself is not new. There's a lot of history with Native Americans with this tea. Right. But there is a, a modern resurgence in drinking it in modern America. So, my buzzer's just gone off on my wrist. Mm-hmm. Shall we pour some? Let's pour the tea. Pour the tea. It's nice. a nice... Oh. <laughs> I was about to say it's a nice amber colour. I was about to say the same thing. It's a lovely golden colour, this tea. So it said to brew it for five minutes, which is what we've done. However, through my research, I've found you cannot actually overbrew this tea. Because it's very, it has little to no tannin mm. in it, and tannin is what makes um, the canella. I need to learn how to say this word. Canella, canella sensinensis. 
plant, the, the tea leaf that we are used to drinking, right. has a lot of tannin in it. So if you overbrew it, it gets bitter. Has a lot of tannin in it. Tannin in it. Tannin in it. Feel free to remix this podcast if you so wish. I think I just helped you along with what I just said. This does not have tannin in it. So, no, 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 no. Oh my goodness. So, you cannot overbrew it and you can rebrew the leaves. Really? Interesting. Multiple brewage. Better be blooming good then. Better be good. Just. For context for, lis- for our listeners, me and Emma may have just chowed down on an after eight. <laughs> so our mouth is compromised. Our palate is compromised. What are mint we and chocolate. I... Should I get us a glass of water? I think that's a good idea. Rinse, yes, please. To rinse our palate. Clean. I came into this podcast, <laughs> this episode, feeling top of my game. Also, I've done some very good research here. I've got some interesting things to say. I have a page and a half of, of fun facts to delight Jack with <laughs> because he does not know these fun facts yet. And I failed at the first hurdle. I had a mint thin, not even an actual after eight. This is an Asda's own mint thin after dinner chocolate mint. Gosh, they're nice. See, that is the beginning of Christmas. Mint thins are the hearkening of Christmas time. Jack doth return. Doing this over here so you don't get the recording. Very good, very good. It's probably good practice to cleanse our palate before drinking tea in general on this podcast. It was so funny because I was just listening to you reeling it all off and I was in my head I was just kind of all I can taste is mint and chocolate right now. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> dark chocolate as well. Dark chocolate. My other concern here in terms of the Yalquan is that we are drinking a cinnamon and apple flavoured, well not flavoured, it's got actual cinnamon in and um, actual apple pieces in and they are strong flavours and I will say they have not been stingy, Frank's Farm, with the cinnamon sticks as I saw when I poured it into the teapot. Well let's have a little taste. A little taste, it might be very very hot. Ah! <laughs> oh goodness no! Actually yeah that's really hot. It's scalding. <laughs> All I can smell right now is apple cinnamon. Yeah same here. So, would you like to hear about the history of this tea? Do tell. Pray tell. Pray tell. So, Native America. Native Americans, sorry. Mm-hmm. The Spanish came along and they noticed they drank a drink, which I believe Native Americans call casina. The Spanish called it the black drink, which sounds mm-hmm. very ominous. So, it was very, like, commonly used as a medicinal drink, I think as a something to help with mental stimulation because it's got caffeine in it, mm-hmm. but also used a lot in ritual. Mm-hmm. So this was often used in purification rituals, which my limited research that I've just done on the internet leads me to believe are ones where often you would drink a drink to stimulate the brain, but also to purify the body. So it will often involve, um, what is the word? There's a word for it that I wrote down, em- emetic? Emetic properties, which basically means throwing up. Right, okay. So really purifying everything. So they would use the black drink to do that, which then make, might make one doubt <laughs> about drinking Yalpon. However, the black drink was not made purely with Yalpon. There were other ingredients in it that had the emetic properties. So because of this tie, people often would associate this tea with one that would purify your body that would lead you to throw up. So maybe it wouldn't be as appealing. Mm-hmm. However, scientifically, it is not 
anything to do with that. So all you need is a glass of water after an after eight. Yeah, cleanse. cleanse your body. That's all you need. <laughs> this is very rich in ax- antioxidants and has the caffeine. And then it is also known as the jitter-free caffeinated tea. Ah. So the la- the balance of so you won't be shivering. Yeah, it's it's got about two thirds the amount of caffeine that a cup of coffee does. Mm-hmm. So pretty decent. But with the other antioxidants that are in there, other properties of this tea, it kind of balances out and it does not have, allegedly, does not have the infamous caffeine crash that you would get with most coffees. Right. So this should give you just like a nice steady buzz of caffeine. Hey, that's what I'm looking for right now. Nice steady buzz. Mm. That's what we want. So, oh, I also learned through the caffeine side of things that, so this is a medium roasted Yaofon tea. Mm-hmm. Roasting. It's actually it was going to be a question of mine. It's medium roasted. It's medium roasted. <laughs> so <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> I like it. It was just. It was. Um. I was like, are there lower roasted or yes. higher roasted? Yeah. And I've always wondered. You know, is it just a flavour <clears throat> profile thing? But roasting brings out the solubility of caffeine, mm. which is why people roast coffee. So that when you make your coffee, the boiling water will draw the caffeine out better because the beans have been roasted. It's the exact same reason why you would roast tea. So I you, didn't know that. So if you've made a cold cup of coffee, only a fraction of caffeine would come out, if any. No, no, no. So the roasting is applied to the beans. Yeah. Or the leaves. You said but adding boiling water brings out the caffeine. So you, it, you just meant water. In I general. just meant water. Yeah. Okay, so cool. it makes the caffeine more soluble. I really locked onto the boiling. Yeah. Part. I mean, if you put if you mix boiling water with tea and coffee, you will get more of it instantly. Whereas if you leave it in cold water, yeah. you can get a cold brew, but it will take an awful lot longer. So usually you'd leave a cold. Like when I've made us cold brew coffee before, I leave it in the fridge overnight. Yeah. I'm yet to make a cold brew tea. We'll save that for when it gets warm again. Because yeah. no one needs a cold brew right now. Well, for the listeners out there, I'm yawning. Not because of what Emma's saying, but because I'm quite tired. I just put the baby down, and she took a little while getting down. And she did. We have a bed on the floor next to her cot to help us just relax while we're doing this, and I almost fell asleep. <laughs> so I need some caffeine. So I feel like I'm going to have a sip. That Let's was my do segue. it. Let's do it. it. I'm so excited by this tea, and I, I wasn't expecting to find out this much information. I don't know if it's too hot. For me to taste <laughs> because I haven't had Yalpon before, all I can taste is redfish tea. Like that is the overwhelming yeah, no, flavour. I can completely agree. Yeah. It tastes like a redbush tea. Almost like a light redbush tea. Mm. The cinnamon is not as strong as I was expecting it to be. I can barely taste it. If it if at all really. I can taste the apple cinnamon. The red bush is the strongest flavour. I can smell the cinnamon. I can't figure it out. I feel like I need to get a cup of Yaupon by itself to yeah. then understand what I'm trying to, what my, what I'm searching for. Hmm. Yaupon's that Yaupon sounds medicinal, which is what you said at the beginning, but it reminds you of the word cowpole. Yes. What well, you know for babies? And yeah. Kids. The name of it. Oh, talking about naming things. So the Latin name was I'm going to say this incorrectly, but Lex vomitoria. Right, okay. Which sounds... That's where the word vomit comes from. Yeah, yeah, it sounds horrible. So the history of that, there's two veins of uh, streams of thought behind naming it that. So 
either the person named it because they heard about the rituals, the purification rituals with the vomiting, so they went down that route, or it was a very clever move by the um, British India, what was their name? The British East India Company, who used to bring import all the tea in. Mm. It was a bit of a kind of, what's the word, where you slander some slander project, because this tea, the Yaupon tea, was becoming very, very popular and it was threatening their economic success of bringing tea over from China. So that... So the, in an alternate reality, the tea from China is the forgotten tea. And yes. The Yaupon rules the way. Yeah, because in America, this was the native... Tea, this is a native plant. They could literally mm. walk out the door and pick it off the bush. And the more I've looked into it, the more accessible this plant is. So if you live in America... This tea is a very good option for you if you're thinking about something with like a low carbon footprint, positive like connotations in terms of like agriculture for America, you know, native plants and things. You could harvest it very thoughtfully, make sure that you're, you know, not over. You could get wildly grown yaupon that's probably not been touched for ages and harvest it in a in a way that doesn't destroy the plant and things it's a very you know you know when sometimes people forage and then they like pull it there's like that whole that whole trope of someone like foraging for wild garlic and they pull up the entire garlic plant so then no one else can have any which is frowned upon i just had a funny thought like what if we didn't know that yaupon was like illegal in america for whatever reason yeah and, like, like we're what? telling people to go go, go forage <laughs> go forage is a legal plant but it just um so i was looking up and and it is quite recent that people have started using this as a tea in a like commercial sense and there was two stories of, of people looking out over their farms and seeing the shrub and just suddenly going why is that still growing and nothing else is and why is it like grown in, in such a patch and they've looked into it and realized that it is the alcohol plant and the history and, and it is a tea it's an evergreen plant so it's it's a tea that you can harvest all, all year, year round. round yeah isn't that amazing mm. i was just very impressed it's a very interesting uh, plant mm. that I did not know about until this podcast. Me too. Like, honestly, never even heard the word Yalpon before. But, and I don't want to poo what you've just said, but there are many plants out there I've never heard of. Yes, this is true. <laughs> but, but, many of those plants I've never heard of, I don't drink. No. So, I'm currently drinking Yalpon, so that's why I'm very interested in So, it's in a Yalpon bit more way. interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's just the idea that there is this tea. There is a tea plant native to America that has caffeine in it, which is the reason why people got so excited about tea and coffee in the first place because it was a, a stimulant. It's there. It would have been cheap, affordable, and yeah, the two reasons why no three sorry three reasons that I found that it would decline in popularity. One is the, the British <laughs> yeah the British East India Company's campaign to make it less appealing so yep. making it sound horrible and uh -huh. not as nice that in turn gave a kind of status thing so because this was a red readily available rural communities and such like would brew this tea and it was seen as a better status to have like a Chinese tea because it's more mm. you know expensive exotic, exotic. Well. it's um so it was sort of frowned upon to then drink it. And then thirdly, and the, well, the more horrible reason... The, the big Yaupon war that happened. The Yaupon where war. Where many, many people lost their lives fighting over Yaupon. Yeah. And, and it's just seen as a terrible thing. Yeah. Well, talking about this, this is yeah. the, the dark reality of America, isn't it? Of, of the tribes that use this in their rituals and day-to-day -day life yeah, and things. Out. Were either completely wiped out or a lot of them were moved, mm. relocated 
and moved away from where this plant grew, so it fell out of use. Um, apparently, Maybe they the Cherokee passed the knowledge on. Yeah. Maybe they knew about it, but they're like, we're not telling them. Not telling anyone else about that. And um, the Cherokee apparently still use it in their rituals. And there are, um, I looked online and there was like a little warning that said people who are interested in the black drink and then they look into making it. There's a lot of misinformation out there and it it can be quite dangerous to try and recreate it unless you're actually a member of one of Why these tribes it? and have the information passed out. I think because of the, um, because it's not just the Alphon plant, it's the amnetic properties that you would add to it to make oh, yourself throw up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then also, so the yalpon plant is a holly plant, and I believe the berries are poisonous. Oh, right. Okay. So it's similar to elderflower. When yeah. we had elderflower tea, it's like you have to be at something seemingly quite innocent, like I elderflower. I elderflower is poisonous. Yeah, it'll make you quite poorly if you, if you do it wrong. Oh, oh quite poorly is okay. Not yeah, it wouldn't kill you. Oh, okay. But the yalpon plant might yeah, maybe. vomit too much. Mm. Isn't that incredible? It is very interesting, yes. I sat there, in our room, <laughs> researching, thinking I was just going to find out like where it's from, mm. and then maybe a fun fact about how much caffeine's in it, and I just was like, oh my goodness. You went down the rabbit hole. I did. You went down the Yalpon hole. Yalpon. The Yalpon <laughs> rabbit hole. Is it Yalpon? Have we just butchered the word still? No, it is Yalpon. Yeah. I wonder if there is now going to be a big resurgence in it. Like I say, there's a lot of... Well, because sort of, of this podcast, clearly. This is clear. We are going to... Bring it back. No, I, there is a trend from looking online of some small independent farmers in America starting mm. to grow this as a very sustainable and eco-conscious way. And from what I've read, quite a few of them are doing it, trying to be you know, very mindful of the origins and not just try and mm. be like, we've created something when it's got a, a rich history behind it already. This um, Frank Community Farm... I had a quick look at that. So this tea um, is another one from Kimberly. <laughs> he sent us the big package of tea. Right. It just like it's just the gift the, that keeps the on giving. The bottomless. The bottomless. I have more. There are going to be more teas from that package of tea that she sent because it was such a variety. Well, Kimberly of teas was thinking in there. about the long game. She was. She was like, if I send them an absolute ton of tea, I'm going to be mentioned on their podcast. That is not what she. 2034. So. Well, to be fair, she was that generous with the tea, we might make it. <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Although the tea would be incredibly out of date by then. But yes, thank you, Kimberly, once again for sending us this tea. Like, it's such a small little package, I didn't even think interesting things come in small packages. <laughs> um, <laughs> Frank, so Frank Community Farm, I then looked up who they are and what they do. Yeah. I liked, I liked what they were about. Hmm. I liked the talk they talked on the internet. <laughs> Check them out. Frank's Community Farm. Yeah, Frank not Community sponsored, Farm. but... No. But Never sponsored. <laughs> Maybe just, one day. Just people who love Maybe tea. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe, yes. You never know. But right now. Stranger, not now. Just but we're tea. just trying to make sure that people out there didn't think we were sponsored by him. No, I'd be very upfront about that, I think. Yeah, we'd say it right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, listeners? You hear that? <laughs> yeah, we will always be open and honest. Because <laughs> there's a lot of... Um, <laughs> Especially with, I think, with Instagram, because you get a lot of um, people giving stuff on Instagram for free, don't you? And it can often create an image of having lots of stuff when they haven't had to pay for it. And it can have a bit of a negative impact on people who can't afford to buy such things. Yeah. You've got to be quite careful, I think. You've got to be aware of who might be watching and the yeah. effects it might have. Mm. I, was... I don't like seeing, like, because I watch a lot of YouTube like, I don't like seeing YouTubers I'm subscribed to when they 
promote a sponsorship and you can clearly tell that they just don't care that they're just doing it to get paid right which is like it's like one one part of me is like fair enough but the other part of me is just like why are you doing that to yourself mm, like, yeah you kind of like, what's the like you can just hear it in their voice there's just no passion they just they're just doing it because mm. they they have to to pay the bills and i'm like well one second's like fair enough but yeah, it's like, do you want to do something fun with your life? I think it's like, if you could, if an advertiser can get you to market their product and you genuinely love that product, yeah, they are, that's worth more than gold because people's passion for stuff mm-hmm. is infectious. The amount of things I, I have been influenced left, right and centre. Mm-hmm. I, I look at what my friends get or people that I follow that I admire online and, and they get things and I'm like, oh, I should get that. Mm-hmm. It, it so works. You get like a warm, buzzy feeling. I do, I think I, the hardest way I've noticed it sorry the most challenging it's been looking at that stuff has been since having Daphne because there are so many products for children and it is like Instagram suddenly knows that you have a child and a lot of the I I try and be as much as possible I'm not able to do it perfectly in any way sense or form I try and be as eco-conscious as I can with things do you? (laughs) yeah We use um, reusable nappies for our daughter and I think it's scarring Jack slightly because they're very labour intensive, but I think they're brilliant. They are very labour intensive. They're very labour intensive, but they are very good at the same time. So I I look at these these products, but unfortunately a lot of eco products are very expensive and when it comes to toys and things for children, it can get into the hundreds very quickly and we can't afford to be buying some of the stuff and well not if they're going to be using it for like a month yeah they grow out of it you know there are some <laughs> some things you 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 can and you will yeah there are other things where it, it can, you can see how it snowball you can see how you people spend... would get into trouble because when it because it's a very um emotional draw when it comes to something for your child and you want the best for them so you go oh I, I, she, just... she needs that she needs this crazy you have wooden to spend contraption wisely. Spend wisely, yeah. as simple as that. So I, I think I, I've, I feel a bit more like I understand a bit more now why people get upset if, if um, they're being sold things and they don't realise that they're being sold yeah. something. It's a bit misleading. Speaking but of... most people I see online do it very, very well and they, they yeah. announce it and they go, yeah. this was, this was, I did not buy this thing. Yeah, there's some people out there I watch on YouTube who do very hilarious adverts. Because yes. I know, even if I know they, they, it's not that they don't care, it's just they're willing to put the effort in to make the advert funny for the products that they're, that they're um, sponsored by. I've found since we've had our daughter and I'm on the internet, I finally understand the preciousness of kids' content on YouTube. <laughs> Before I was like, oh God, why can't they just make their own YouTube for kids and that's it? Which they did, but it failed miserably because no one used it. Well, I don't know if it failed miserably because I haven't really used it, but I don't hear anyone using it and I think they just stopped it anyway. But it's like just looking up on YouTube things for kids. So like there's so much content out there. And I'm like, no wonder all these people make so much money and they're like getting millions of views because there's parents around the world just like putting stuff on for their kids. And it's like, yeah, it's, I never appreciated it before until now. It is. There's like a gold mine. There's a gold mine of equal parts amazingness and absolute yeah. trash and the, and <laughs> for the, children and out the there. scary thing, which I don't, I don't think happens anymore. But there was this thing a few years ago where trolls were putting up kids programs oh, no. and then cutting in things that kids should not be seeing as like a joke and it became this like trend so like whenever oh, that's I that's horrible of course it is but it's the internet so it's like 
So whenever I'm putting on like an episode of something, I'm like, please don't let this Please be. don't be something But horrible. I think yeah, YouTube has like algorithms and stuff to catch that now. Do you remember the really early days of the internet and that video? I felt like I saw it every year. Someone would do a new version of the video where it's like a car advert or something really gentle. And the zombie pops up. And then the zombie pops up. up. I just went, oh. I was so scary, but I look back now and I'm like, what innocent days. (laughs) There was that maze version as well, where like you have to try and get through the maze, and Mm. then like at a certain point in the maze, the exorcist girl's face pops up and screams the same exact scream as that zombie or whatever. And it's like, it's just a way of getting people, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So I think in a very short amount of time, we've covered all the stuff that I was incredibly excited about. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I feel like I rattled through that, but... Honestly, have a have a little look, if, especially if you're in America, I think have a look at this tea. We, in the UK, as far as I know, we do not have a caffeinated plant that right. is indigenous to this country. Not, not that I know of yet, but wait till next episode when Emma pulls out well, of the bag. Like, in the tea cupboard, Jack, I found this tea that was... No, I think, and I think that is where our obsession with teas from China and India and Japan and everything began because we got these beverages that were coming over and they were stimulants. Mm. We had, uh, I guess, nettles. We had nettle tea and elderflower tea. Nettle, elderflower? Yeah. I think you can make super broth out of nettle. You can. Never tried it. I'm pretty sure I had a teacher once who ate some nettles and they were like, you can pull nettles in a certain way and it doesn't hurt your fingers. Yeah. And then they just ate some. Yeah. And part of me looked at them like, wow, that's amazing. And part of me looked at them like, should you really be showing me this? Because you know, <laughs> when, when I pull that nettle off, I'm going to sting my hand and I'm going to blame you. Yeah. <laughs> I once fell. So bear, bear in mind, I don't know if people, uh, international listeners out there, know what the nettle plant is. It's the stingiest thing. It's, it's like, it's, so I'm stingy. sure they do have it in other countries, but if not, just for the, it's like, it's a weed. And it grows everywhere. Literally everywhere. It doesn't matter if there's concrete or yeah. trees. And there's going to be brush, some nettles. And you can brush your skin against it and it will itch and it goes all lumpy and it's like a rash. Mm. And it, la- it doesn't last forever. It lasts like, what, half an hour, if that? Yeah. They say if you get a dock leaf Which and does rub work. your hand with the... I used to always do it, but... Yeah, but you have to get the juice of the dock leaf. Right. I think, if I remember correctly. But anyway, the point is this stuff grows everywhere and nine times out of ten you're going to get stung three or four times a year walking places. You know, as a child, it felt like some of the most unbearable sensations. Like you'd be like, yeah. "Why? Why have I been stuck?" Now, like if I'm wearing a pair of shorts and we're like walking through some grass and my leg gets stung, I'm like, "Oh, carry it's on." A, yeah, it's annoying. The threshold changes. I, I have a vivid memory of being very young and cycling up this big hill. You know, the hill up to the top of Hearts, um, the avenue that I grew up in, mm-hmm. and came down. So from the town cycling up and I was determined to get up that hill and you know when you're on your bicycle and you've hit that point where you're so tired and you've already stood up off the seat and yeah. you're forcing your legs round and then the bike starts to do that little side wobble and you know mm-hmm. you should just put your feet down but you're like oh, I'm so close and I did it and I slow motion fell to the left in the biggest patch of nettles <laughs> that you have ever seen and I was cut my entire left and I had shorts on and a t-shirt uh, my entire left hand side I just I'm sobbing all the way home like Mom! it all feels tingly like um, yeah. like pins and needles oh as well. it's like, horrible uh, it's I've horrible. luckily never fallen into a patch of nettles you just don't because then you have to try and get out and the only way to get out is to put your hand on the nettles on the nettles and push and it's just yeah 
Why do we have nettles everywhere? Well, actually, that's they a good question. They probably do something believe, wonderful for bugs. And this is this is coming from Jack, who's done no research. <laughs> but I believe uh, people use it as a deterrent for property. So, like, you can put it around the outskirts of your property and it just grows wild and crazy and no one wants to go through there. There's nettles. People are mean. Well, that's, that's just beats building a fence. That's true. <laughs> you just put a load of nettles down it's one. It's very um, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> yeah. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's why I think there's nettles just literally everywhere. But obviously the seeds carry on the wind and all that sort of stuff. So Anyway, how do you rate this tea? I really like it. As a autumnal flavour, the apple, the spice, the red bush, I'm on board. I wouldn't, you know, I probably wouldn't rush to buy more. Mostly because I've just realised I've gone off fruit teas. <laughs> so you have a load of it there. Hmm? Yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll do me. Uh, this this is a very specific... I will drink this tea when I'm in a very specific mood where I've got like a jumper on and I'm like, oh, I want to feel really cosy. It's Why are you shaking your head? That's every single night. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a jumper on right now. I do. I'm a slanket on, actually. Hmm. Um, the Yaupon specifically... I don't know what it is that I'm drinking. I cannot identify it reminds that me of flavor. Like, I'm trying to think of an example, but it's like, you know how you've got like Mario and Luigi, and then you've got Wario? Mm. Like Mario and Luigi, tea and coffee, <laughs> Wario, Yaupon. Yeah. So the, the other Sneaking one. Sneaking in there. The other one is just over there. Well, I'm going to, it's because it's not very common. I'm going to try and find some Yaupon that is pure. Mm. A pure yapon. Pure yapon. And then we can try that and see see what we think. Maybe it's very similar to the red. It's interesting that they've paired it with a red bush. So it's got maybe it's it's quite complementary flavour. Anyway, so rating wise, this specific tea just because out I'm of, not out of ten. Out of ten, probably yeah. like a five and a half. Oof. Six. Yeah. But I'm, not because I don't like it, but just because I'm like I say, I'm not. I'm rating it a four. A four, yeah. But but just because it, it just it was sort of nothing. I'd give it a 10 for the excitement I felt of finding all this information <laughs> out, though. I was, I was buzzing. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you can tell why this, we're not sponsored. Um, <laughs> I'd give it, like, a 4. It, it's, like, nothing. You are, you are a real tea cynic these days. Well, it's also because I don't really have much taste buds. So the, yeah, really, you can't really... I can't really taste much. So yeah. It, it I, just, I was, I was... kind of just tastes like a hot, load of hot water with a bit of some flavour yeah. in it. A bit of red bush flavour where I'm like drinking it. I'm like, I want a red bush. If I yeah, want I'd like... I'd, I'd, Full on red bush. The, yeah, the red bush comes through very strong. Tea the apple cinnamon. You're a tea cynic at the moment. I think the the festive... And we'll do a Christmas episode that goes into this bit more. But the iconic festive flavours, I think, have been overdone in my head too much now that I've actually gone off them. Mm. So the cinnamon and stuff, I kind of... It's not doing it for me at the moment. Oh, I know. You did it that candle that I bought that cinnamon. I was candle. also being slightly polite. It was, really? Yeah, it's oh. nice. It's I. I, think I know what it was. I. I you, okay. You're loving that cinnamon. I candle. bought a cinnamon Christmassy candle ready mm. for the holiday season, and Emma stuck it on already, so that's gone. Yeah. I actually had that saved for December. Oh really? Oh no, yeah. it's gone. I, I didn't. I, We've got ginger fair, and lily now. As to be fair, I didn't tell you no. but anyway um and that smell of cinnamon wafting through the house that got me in a christmasy mood even though i'm not really in a christmasy mood because it's not december 1st yet so we're so close i know we're close but i'm not i'm not gonna go crazy just yet no 
but yeah, but smelling that in the house, I was like, mm. Mm. Christmas. It reminds me of Hamley so much, pure cinnamon, I think, which is where me and Jack met and where we where we worked, and they pump that shop full of cinnamon, and I think it is. It's almost like you know you've just been immersed in it so much. It's like when someone fumigates their house to get yeah. rid of termites or something in America, where you see like the tent, yeah. like Hamley just puts a giant tent over it and just, just pumps cinnamon, cinnamon bomb. in it. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so I in terms of. The history of Yalpon and actually this this company, which sounds really great, the Frank Community Farm, I I think top notch. But in terms of like this tea is one that I will go back to, mm, probably not so much. Yeah, not really. That's where I'm at. It wasn't very spicy and wasn't very appley. No. No. It was just best 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 in appley. The red bush was the strong. I just basically I I wasn't really looking at all that. I just wanted to figure out what Yalpon was, and I I still feel like I don't know what it is. In terms of taste, and I don't, I didn't get any apple pieces, or was that in the, that was in the tea, the brew. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was like that tea we got from uh, Amsterdam. The sum sum tea. The sum sum that had the chewy bits in it that you could eat. Yeah. No. Very, yeah. I mean, you probably could. That but... tea I rate very highly because yes. you could eat it afterwards. It was it's very lovely. nice. Yeah. It was very very nice. We have to do an episode on sum sum. Get some in. Get we some, have. Some, We've some. done one. You can go back and listen, folks. Did we? Yeah. Did we? Oh, yeah. has it been that long? It's been that long. It's been years. <laughs> it's been years. So the next episode, drum roll please, is the 50th episode. It's happening. There you this go. is episode 49. The next episode, episode 50, and we're going to do an overview of what we have learnt so far on our tea journey. Oh. Mostly me. What Jack's... are we going to drink? For it. Our favourite teas. Ah, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We're going to have our favourite teas and we're just going to talk about all the things that we love about tea and reflect on 50 episodes worth of a tea journey. Because when we started this, we had just come back. Well, I started it. I didn't even have you on the episodes for the... Just come back from It Japan. was just me <laughs> rambling into the, the microphone. We'd just come back from Japan and I feel like I have learnt so much and my palate and my taste has completely changed. So I've got a lot to talk about. Mine's got worse. Yours has got worse. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to stop eating mint chocolates before we do a podcast. If you have anything you'd like us to chat about on that episode, please feel free to shoot us an email at podoftea at gmail.com or find me over on Instagram at podoftea and send us a message. Otherwise, we're just going to ramble like we like to ramble. So there we go. Yeah. Grab yourself some Yelp on, American friends. It is your time. TTTF. What did I say earlier that went into a bit of a... I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Titanins. I don't know. Emma and Jack out. TTFN. Thanks for listening. Bye.